The big question is this. How does a beauty professional who is amazing at their service actually charge what they're worth and avoid attracting clients that are a pain in the butt? How do they become the go-to expert in their space and get their creativity and ideas shared with others so they can build their following without being stuck behind the chair or in their salon? Those are the questions and this podcast has the answers. My name is Jordan. And I'm Katie and welcome to the Real Beauty Bosses podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Real Beauty Bosses. Today, I have a very special individual. Her name is Deanna Merrill. Uh, she is an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and a hairdresser, and she is based out of uh, Flower Mound, Texas, right? Yes, are, you, are, you from, are you from that area? Not at all. Not at all. Where are you from? Originally, Wyoming, but I moved here from Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you, yeah. you, you've been around the States? Yeah, yeah I've been around <laughs> the States. <laughs> awesome. so, so you've been in the beauty industry for about 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us a little uh, a bit, a bit of a background on you know, um, how, how you actually got into the beauty industry um, and what excited you about it. I was eight years old when I knew I was going to be a hairdresser. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Okay. I was eight when I knew I was going to be a hairdresser. All my school pictures will prove it. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandmother was uh, a beauty operator, if you will. And mm-hmm. my great-grandfather was a barber. It was really literally in my blood. And it was great because um, I just knew. It was just a knowing that I've always known I was mm-hmm. going to be a hairdresser. I started cutting hair when I was 12 um, at, the sl- at the slumber parties with the other girls. You know, I was not yeah. a- um, we, we grew up fairly poor. And so, you know, I cut hair um, of some of the other girls there who couldn't afford haircuts either. Yeah. Not that I knew what the heck I was doing because I didn't. Yeah. But um, super did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, it was, it's always been a passion. Yeah. And it's always been in my blood. And I, I just keep wondering who is, who's going to be the next one in my, in my family to yeah. do this. Um, I was the oldest granddaughter and the only granddaughter um, out of oldest grandchild, only granddaughter out of all of us. And so I feel very privileged. So I have my, my ancestors tools in my salon and, and it was great. I started out um, in Wyoming and then moved to Colorado and got into one of those really um, fast paced haircutting type places. Yeah. And so I really learned speed, but I don't think I really learned accuracy. Yeah. Um, moved a lot in between that time, ended up in Nebraska, um, you really have been all over. <laughs> I really have. And so it was nice when I got to Nebraska because um, that's where I really found my growth. So I ended up in a couple salons. I ended up in a barber shop okay. and um, really learned the barbering aspect from her. She was a brilliant barber. And then I went, ended up in a small chair in Blair, uh, Nebraska. And Sherry really taught me, you know, um, a lot behind that aspect. But then I know I've just felt this hunger. Like there's got to be more than just than just the two of us, you know, I loved her and I honored her and she really did a lot to um, help me grow. But, and it's brilliant because we're still friends today. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I uh, moved to a salon that, uh, gosh, I wouldn't even know how many chairs it has now. They just are going through another renovation. When I left, they had 82 employees. Um, It's the top salon. It was one of the top salons in Omaha, still is. And um, I walked in there at what, I think I was 20, 28, 28 years Mm -hmm. old, very uneducated, um, stuck at a $19,000 a year salary, working two and three jobs, single with a kid half the time. And, um, I guess by then I I was, I was married again, but, um, very uneducated. And so Mm -hmm. I was an assistant for the first time in my life. And I had no idea even what that meant. It was very humbling. It was very hard. I was Mm -hmm. assisting people that were younger than me. Um, I remember crying a lot. I remember it being just a very lonely experience because everybody there knew each other from school or whatever. Yeah. And here I come and I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will never forget walking in there and I just, I, I felt very um, country bumpkin, if you will. Yeah. And um, very alone. But yeah. I just knew that I, I knew that there was something to this. And yeah. so then I got very educated. It was a very educationally based salon. And mm-hmm. um, within a year, I took a bunch of uh, cosmetic cl- classes and um, ended up becoming um, a cosmetic artist for TG and awesome. uh, started traveling and educating and getting educated. Awesome. And yeah. within three years, I tripled my income. So, you know, it was really a spectacular experience um, mm-hmm. as hard as that was, but I was open and willing to shift and receive yeah. and grow. And I remember my boss, cause I said, well, you know, I don't, you know, how do I get past this? You know, how yeah. do I do that? And he goes, go up to the person in here that you most admire and um, ask them what they're doing. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I walked up to a girl who was, oh my gosh, how, she's probably six years younger than me. Yeah. Six-figure income. I think she's built her third house now. And How old were you at the time? 28, 29. Okay. I was very young. 
And so and how, how long had you been uh, doing hair before this moment? Um, eight years. Eight years. Wow. And so, so I, was, I was very yeah. uneducated. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. That's crazy too. Like uh -huh. how important like education really is. Like it can't uh -huh. make a difference for you no matter what you're doing. And um, that's crazy. So you, you were actually doing hair for about eight years and then um, you, you actually reached out to someone who you noticed was doing very, very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what did you say to them? Did you kind of... I just asked her, I said, what is your secret? What do you do? Mm -hmm. And this is what she told me. She said, I only book on the hour. How did she say it? She said she only books on the hour. And basically she got very good at doing the same haircut. Yes. All of her clients looked the same. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. There were variations of, but yeah. she, she was brilliant at it. Yeah. Um, and so I said, okay. And so I've always kept a piece of her with me because um, I'm grateful to her, A, talking to me about it because mm -hmm. not everybody would. And she, she just really still very, very successful. Yeah. So, you know, I think once we realize that we are, we, A, that we are uneducated mm -hmm. and we can be humble enough to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that's where your actual growth comes. Absolutely. I completely can compliment that as well. I mean, you know, you have to always have the mindset of wanting to, you know, learn and know more because there always is, you know, more to learn, mm -hmm. you know, right? Um, and obviously, like, I love the fact that, um, who was it that told you, like, you know, find, find someone who's uh, doing really well in here and reach out to them. Who was that? My boss, John okay. Mangimelli. That's, that's yeah. probably the best advice you could have gotten, huh? <laughs> he, he was, he still is. I mean, mm -hmm. he's an amazing man and awesome. I will always thank him for taking me in because he didn't have to, you know, yeah. he could have hired 20 other girls, you know, yeah. but he did hire me and mm -hmm. he gave me an opportunity and I'll never forget that. And I'm awesome. still in touch with a lot of the girls that I, that I grew up there with. And, mm -hmm. um, we've all remained very close, even though I've moved away. So it's, it was brilliant. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think like, especially in the beauty industry, like you can really make some awesome, you know, connections that mm -hmm. no matter where you live, you guys can stay connected still. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's so brilliant. let's, um, we kind of skipped over this a little bit. How about you, uh, you give some background on, you know, what you're working on now, you know, some of your accomplishments and things like that. Um, maybe give us a feel for, um, you know, a little bit about, uh, all fucks welcome. <laughs> and for those who are watching this about to probably be a little bit explicit. So it's, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's hear, let's hear about how, uh, how that all evolved. So we kind of okay. got a good backstory on how you got to the point where, uh, you realized how important education was, right? And you made some good uh, connections and started learning and started growing. And um, that's where things started to take off for you, right? So give us a little bit of uh, information on where you're at now. Um, so um, this last year has been quite an education for me. And I, I look at all of life experience basically in three things. It's either entertainment, it's education, or a compilation of both. And that's our life experience. And this year I've had one hell of an education. And part of that education included a women's conference that I ate my shorts on monetarily, yep. but energetically it was the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. um, I facilitate women's retreats called estrogen fest and um, through those and through the salon, um, it really started coming about that people really liked to hear what I had to say, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, which I, I will be honest. It was, it was a little shocking for me at first to really. And then they're like, yeah, and so from that, a client and I were actually talking um, at the salon and she goes, you should do a podcast. And then from there, I um, just kind of had it spinning in the back of my head and getting that little, that little knock, you know, you yeah. got to do this. Do, and that's how I listen to everything. I listen to every, I always joke. I listen to the voices in my head yeah. that, that, that drive me and we all yeah. have it. We just, whether or not you listen to it. Yeah. Well, we yeah. all do listen to it. It just depends what, what's, uh, what's actually going on up there. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, from there, I ended up listening to um, Tate Fletcher. Um, Told he, me about that. Yeah. He has a great uh, podcast himself, and he's just a great influencer and all-around good egg. Mm -hmm. and he was, I remember one day he was talking about how we're in a world where people give zero fucks, and that's not a good place to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's where All Fucks Welcome really came, because we yeah. start giving a fuck. And it's F-U-X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just for semantic purposes. But We can use both today. I'd like, uh, I'd like to hear you in, in the actual... Uh, let's talk like you do on your podcast. I've listened to it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I know you, uh, that's probably the reason, you know, you've been able to be very successful is because you keep it raw and real. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, how important it is to, you know, um, keep that transparency there and, and keep things, you know, real, right. I mean, yeah. no fucks given is like so glamorized for whatever reason, <laughs> like, Oh, you know, this person doesn't give a fuck, you know? yeah. <laughs> but and it's like, not a good uh, place to be from a conscious yeah. perspective. It really yeah. isn't. Yeah. It's, it's really not. I mean, um, it's important though. Like, you know, you, you cannot give a fuck, but you can also, you know, um, really you have to realize what that means, you know, because I think well, a, it's a okay lot of, to care less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you can care less, yeah. but you know, to still be conscious, you still need to be conscious yeah. in your daily living and be yeah. conscious and compassionate to others. And we, we talked about this uh, before we jumped on here too, you know, um, you know, it's, it's very important to, to not like 
you know, stick with things too long and like just hit it and move on. Right. But you still have to like realize and care and, you know, actually give a few fucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or you're not going to get anywhere. Right. Cause yeah. then people just get kind of trapped in the box, um, which we talked about as well. But, um, so, so give us a background on what all fucks welcome is, um, and how it started and what kind of made you, you know, you said someone uh, recommended it to you. Right. Um, and, and podcasting. Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my clients, she's like, you should be, you should do a podcast. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do a yeah. podcast. And how long ago was this before it actually, happened? um, I think that was, I think the last time I saw her, well, you know what? This is probably the beginning of the year. Okay. This is probably the beginning of the year. And then it started toying in my head because it's mm -hmm. been a minute since she's been in. So, yeah. um, and then my 76 year old client, Arlene gave us our tagline, no fake fucks. And yeah. so that's what we do. We keep it real. Awesome. And so my whole perspective with this is um, everyone's got a story and I want to hear it. Yeah. And so it's uh, conscious conversation. It's raising consciousness, mm -hmm. raising awareness, raising, um, the veil, if you will, losing yeah. the illusion of judgment and expectation. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, I've got a hashtag that I, I don't know if I actually start, I actually should probably Google my hashtag and see, but blur the lines, you know, blur it's very lines. important because um, hairdressers can be very judgmental. Oh yeah. You know, that community can be very judgmental mm -hmm. and to get to a space where we actually lift each other up instead of rip each other apart because we're so good at ripping each other apart. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness, um, you know, part of what I do is stand in that light and yeah. share that light and share that compassion. And, um, you know, I teach with the word fuck and, and, and I work with the ladies with this, with Estrogen Fest. And, and mm -hmm. the whole thing, the whole reason for it is, you know, for me, it is eliminating the anger. It's yeah. eliminating the, the judgments, the expectations. It's eliminating the fear. And, um, you know, I, I love when people, I'll, I'll put something up there and somebody will say, could do without the language. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's your judgment, not mine. Yeah. Right. And, mm -hmm. and when you're judging something, we always have to look at self. What is it about me that I need to shift within? Yeah. And so that's one reason I went with it. Um, I love that. You know, and it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing for some people to really look in the mirror, especially in our industry, because there's a yeah. lot of ego there. Oh yeah. And <laughs> you know, once we can shift the ego space into the heart space, yeah. then you're coming from a genuine, loving, compassionate place. And you can actually yeah. walk your walk and um, break that down to where other people, when they see it, they're like, Oh, okay. You yeah. know, um, and grow from there. Absolutely. And, and you can't like, it, it's impossible to appeal to absolutely everybody, right? It's important to be, you know, a little bit, you know, polarized um, on the point where, you know, uh, some people are going to absolutely love you and what you're saying and, and, and want to follow you. And then some are, you know, kind of like, I don't know about that, you know, watch the language and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's funny though, because they're still listening, right? They are. <laughs> so, I've got a lot of voyeurs on my page. I find yeah. it <laughs> That's always a good thing though. I mean, uh, you should actually, you know, if you don't have any haters, you're doing something wrong, right? <laughs> um, so let's, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. Um, we, we talked about how you, you started working with, um, was it, uh, is TG, right? Um, you started working with them. Um, and this was, uh, after you were in the beauty industry for already eight years, um, mm -hmm. you started learning from someone, you started, um, really educating yourself. Um, and so how, how long ago was that, um, that really that started taking off for you started getting really good at what you did from now with, with, with when, when like you started, um, yeah, with TG and all of that, um, talking to the friend that you met at that salon, how, how long ago was that? Um, till, till where you're at now? I've like, been in uh, Texas, uh, 11 years, I think. And okay. so, um, I worked at that salon for five and a half. Okay. Um, and then I worked at a corporate job. I moved here to Texas for a corporate job here at TG. Okay. So, um, and I've been in my salon five and a half. So I worked there okay. for, for a bit, but I, I, I contract worked at, I worked contract between contract and corporate 14 years for TG. Okay. Awesome. So, and so like that, that was really like a phase where you started getting really, you know, good at what you did as a hairdresser, right? Um, did you specialize, um, or have like an ideal, um, client that you focused on? Um, or what was your, really niche that you focused on and, and did you just do women hair? Do you do men? Do you do a little bit of both? What's interesting is my um, client base in, in Texas is completely mm -hmm. different than my client base in Omaha. Really? Very different. Yeah. But I'm a very different person than mm -hmm. I was in Omaha. So yeah. as we evolve and change, so do our clients. Our clients yeah. are a reflection of who we are. So yeah. I always tell people, if you've got that shit crazy clients, um, mm -hmm. look in the mirror. <laughs> That's so true, right? <laughs> because uh, there's probably something a little bit shit crazy about you. So I've got clients yeah. who change their hair a lot because I change my hair a lot. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm a red hair colorist specialist. Mm -hmm. Okay, so awesome. I do a lot of redheads. Um, and they like the fact that my reds stay. And, um, they, you know, everyone says, Oh, red hair fades. Um, mine don't. So yeah. I like that. And so, okay. it's awesome. nice. mm -hmm. so is that, um, something that you kind of specialized in when you came out here or was that, uh, were you doing that as well? Cause you said, you know, things shifted a little bit. Um, what, what do you feel, um, like from then to now, like, I, I'm sure like I've, I've listened to um, some of your speeds and things like that. It sounds like you're very, um, aware and, mm -hmm. uh, you, you've kind of, um, you know, changed that from, from what the way you used to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So what really like kind of caused that, that awakening almost to, to really like, 
think on a different level um, and be able to really, you know, know what you were doing and kind of know the direction that you were going to. Part of it for me, it was all intuitive, mm -hmm. right? That little voice in our head. Yeah. And um, the last couple of years at my corporate job, you know, were becoming very stressful for me mm -hmm. energetically and just all around. And yeah. for me, I had to really honor whatever that, that next thing was, right? Yeah. So all my life, I know I was going to be a hairdresser. Um, I kept looking at different things, applied for different jobs, did all this stuff. And I realized, you know, none of that was working. Yeah. And so I remember just literally looking up at the sky and saying out loud, I'm open and willing to receive the next thing. Show me. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. that simple. And I just didn't even think about it again. And mm -hmm. because I'm who I am, three, uh, I have to look at things in threes. So mm -hmm. when you're looking for a sign, here's a good yeah. clue. Look for it in threes because then it's not a coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, I go to the mailbox and uh, there's three salon suite postcards in the mailbox. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I look up again to the most beautiful loose guy and I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me? You want me to go back behind the chair without any clients? Mm -hmm. And I clearly heard yes. And you know what? I, I followed that for the first time in my life. I followed me. I honored me. Yeah. The second I stepped into that, there was no resistance. There was no stress. It was all grace. I was able to, with my corporate money, save to buy my product and to get set up for myself. And it was one of those things that were like, whether you universe, God, source, whatever you want to look at, said, good job, honey, you want some more of that? Yeah. And everything was very graceful. It's funny how that, those things tend to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Once you well, start going in the right direction, I mean, things really start to, you know. That's how I do all things. Yeah, awesome. You know, all, all things in my life, I, I choose grace. Awesome. So, you know, when people say, oh, it's going to be really hard, oh, it's going to be, that's a mindset and a belief system that you don't have to buy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, 100%. I liked, um, so when we first talked, um, you, you talked about, you know, how important it is to make people, you know, feel good about themselves and stuff too, because you, you kind of uh, realize how important that is yourself, right? And so that's what really made the difference for you. Would you say that's kind of like an aha moment for you um, when you started really, you know, looking, you know, in the mirror and, and really focusing on taking care of yourself and, and putting yourself first? Is that what kind of shifted you in, into really being a kind of a different person in the way that you communicated with people and yourself? It really... Um Help me understand that because in, in Omaha as a stylist, when I went through that divorce, mm -hmm. I lost probably 25, 30% of my clientele. Yeah. I know that's difficult, you know, and, but it was because I was talking about it all the time. I made it about me yeah. and not them. Mm -hmm. So when we created, uh, this salon space, I ended up realizing that I needed to be something for them. Mm -hmm. They need that outlet, that space. Yeah. And so, you know, not rushing. I mean, I hear all the time. I give the best shampoo. Right. Just, they, they would just come just to get their head massaged. If, if that, if that is, if they could do that every day, that's something that all my clients say. And I yeah. pride myself on that because mm -hmm. John had to teach me how to give a good shampoo. Yeah. And um, again, I'm very grateful for that. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that when you step the ego aside and step into that heart space, you can tell energetically the second that person walks in the door, how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's my focus. What can I yeah. get you? Are you okay? I always have a tissue box. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, and I created that space to be whatever they needed to be in that moment. Yeah. There's no judgment. Yeah. There's only love. Mm -hmm. They can cry. They can vent. They can talk about their spouses. And I do a lot of couples and every, what happens at the salon stays at the salon. So it's yeah. good. It's I love good. that. So it's I a completely think, different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think like the number one thing expect in any industry, uh, but more specifically, you know, if you're in the beauty industry or, or doing hair or whatever you're doing, like client service and like actually building a relationship yeah. um, and, and making people feel good is what's going to grow your business the most, right? Because people, you know, are emotional beings and when they feel good, they want to share that feeling with others. Right. And so that's, that's how you really start to, you know, connect and, and grow a business is, is if you, you know, really start to you know understand, you know, what's going on with people and, and not just keep the small talk, right. You got to peel back the layers and right. <laughs> really get to know people. Right. Um, and, and I love the fact that, um, you know, we talked about this last time um, we were on the phone as well, like how important, like you, you teach a lot of your girls, um, like the importance of the shampoo and things like that, right? Like it's the little things that like a lot of people um, just look as, you know, just an extra task to do, you know, for an appointment or yeah. something like that. But like, I mean, people, people remember, you know, the small things and like, um, you know, that may be the most memorable thing that brings people back to you too. Like, oh, I remember, you know, last time I went there, she treated me really good, but she also gave me this awesome, you know, shampoo and head mm -hmm. massage, right? And so yep. uh, I'm definitely going back, you know, <laughs> to Deanna for that, right? Makes a difference. Makes yeah. a difference. So let's talk a little bit. Um, you're, you're an educator too right now, right? So um, is that correct? You, you're, uh, you, you train pilots and things like that? I used to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do that much anymore. My education more comes from my whatever I put out there on the Facebook, um, mm -hmm. more energetic, Yeah. but, um, I have a lot of hairdressing friends and we all kind of 
network together. So. Okay, awesome. And so really right now the focus for you um, is to grow your, your, your following with the podcast and things like that, right? Uh, to kind of get your message out there. Is that, is that really, um, you, you want to do more than this than obviously just um, have it be, you know, a side hustle type thing, right? You know, you're, you're very passionate about kind of sharing your message. I, I've read, you know, um, some of what you have on the page. And uh, for people who don't know, where, where could they um, find all of your information? It's allfuckswelcome.com, right? Allfuckswelcome.com. Okay. It is a page in progress, so bear with me. But, um, <laughs> All the socials. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah, that would be right. Awesome. And that's FUX. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so I was looking at like some of your quotes and things like that. And you said, you know, everyone has a shit storm to share. Um, you know, everyone has a voice to empower others along the way. Um, what really like motivated you? Obviously, like you said, like beginning of this year that, you know, um, someone had told you that, you know, you should do a podcast and, and what, what really like um, drove you to actually like start doing it and create it. And how'd you kind of get started doing something like that? Well, for me, um, just even doing lives on Facebook, you know, yeah. I had, I had uh, joined a couple groups and they did these challenges. And so part of the challenges were to do the lives. Mm -hmm. And what I realized through all of this is we attract those to us that have had similar experiences on some level. Yeah. And, you know, when I tell you like the first three quarters of my life were absolute shitstorm mm -hmm. after shitstorm after shitstorm, it was. Yeah. And so from that perspective, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Yeah. There's an entire humanity out there that has some sort of shitstorm going on right now. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's about helping people empower themselves through that shitstorm and realize that that's just a piece of their overall puzzle. Yeah. To not get hung up on it or not define themselves by something that's a temporary time in their life. Yeah. So um, the podcast came because everyone has that story. And how can yeah. we consciously raise awareness to help people and empower people by saying, you're not alone? Right? Yeah. You're, you're not the only one. And so many times when we're going through um, a shitstorm, you think you're all by yourself. Oh, yeah. And you're not. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things, you know, I say all the time, if you need a little extra L&L, love and light today, you know, put mm -hmm. a heart below. Yeah. You know, it's important that people understand that they're supported. Yeah. They're loved. So All Fox Welcome basically is a platform for me to bring awareness to different areas, different people's mm -hmm. lives, but to also say, you know what, I'm going to empower you and validate that you're okay. You know? Yeah, because absolutely. I think that's, you know, everyone wants to be heard. Of course. <laughs> Everyone wants to be validated. Yeah. And so many people feel like they're not. And yeah. so, you know, that's really where it all stemmed, mm -hmm. realizing that everyone's got a story. Right. And that's like with Reach. It was like, oh, I don't think I'm very interesting. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a lot more in that. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I, I, can, I can see, if there was an argument between two people, I can genuinely see both sides of it. Yeah. And um, again, blur the lines, right? Yeah, so absolutely. It's about just growing that awareness and consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it was really kind of something that uh, you, you were going through a lot and, and you realize that yourself. So I'm, I'm sure it was like, you know, something that uh, you, you wanted to share with others. Right. Um, and so I, and I know how important, like, um, you know, the, the thing, the shit storms, you know, the things that um, are rough that happen to us in life are, are usually like what mold us into what we become. Right. Yep. So like yep. You can either, you know, try to you know, forget about it and block it out and, you know, end up you know, not being as transparent as you can be because there's a block in front of the curtain. Right. And so like, it's super important to like use that to connect with people, right? Because people, we, we talked about this, you know, people connect with emotion, right? And mm -hmm. so like, um, as hard it is, as it is sometimes to like, you know, talk about those shit storms and, um, you know, the things that are, are tough and, and maybe even, you know, dwelling on us in life, like talking about it makes, you know, you feel better, but it also connects you with that person, right? Like some of the best relationships I've ever had um, is just because I've opened up to people at the right time, you know? Right. Um, and so you really can uh, develop real relationships uh, with people just, just talking about those struggles, right? Yeah. So if, yeah. if you don't mind like um, sharing with us, what, what were some of, you know, the major shit storms that, that you oh. had to deal with that um, uh, really, you know, are some of those stories that, that you use um, to kind of fuel you? If, if I feel like you're at that point now, right? That you understand that I life, get it. everything yeah. happens for a reason, right? And so um, tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe the, the one major, you know, uh, wall or shitstorm or something that you went through. Let's see. Let's pick one. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think, I think for me, one of the biggest ones was after my second divorce. Mm -hmm. So I'm on my third and final tour. That's what I always say. <laughs> and, um, and he's such a gift. But mm -hmm. after, after that one, um, there was a lot of loss. Um, yeah. I lost my house. I, I was working two jobs trying to keep my house. Lost my house in, wow. in uh, foreclosure. Ended up in a bankruptcy. Um, ended up like from day to day, almost homeless, trying to figure out where are we going to land. Yeah. Um, and was this like uh, where you're currently at, or was it? No, that was in a, yeah, that was in Nebraska. Okay. And so it was really. Um, I was working a lot. I had my son. Um, you know, and bless his heart, here he is, 22, and and the things that he remembers, his mom was gone. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. and that 
that kills me because I was trying to keep a shelter over us and trying to a car and trying to make sure that he's okay. And I mean, it it was probably one of the most difficult times of my life. And then I met my husband online (laughs) and, um, you know, came through that, but it's, it's interesting when you are going through something like that and, and just lose it all. I mean, my, my credit finally after 11 years is better. Um, but you have to stay on top of that stuff. You know, we're not, we're not perfect people. And for me, it was, um, the security that I needed for my son and I at the time that, Mm -hmm. that really was very challenging to try and get, you know, and just, you know, balancing that with, with my travel schedule for, for my job and with being behind the chair and then losing clients and trying to find someone to care for my son that was you know safe and kind and loving because, you know, by that time I didn't have any family there really. So, um, it was, it was a very, very challenging time. So I would say that was probably one of the most, um, difficult. And then, you know, there, I mean, there's so many things, you know, I think as women, you know, we have, we have a lot of diversity within our lives mm-hmm. and, you know, people, especially, you know, we were saying, you know, hairdressers judge a lot. And so I, I get a lot of judgment just, mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, she's this, she's that. Oh, how could she, she doesn't know what rough is, you know, and, yeah. and when are we, when are we just going to say, you know what? I honor where you're at. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the hard thing that I, I pray every day that we can get to that place where we can just honor where Susie and Sally and, and Stacy are all at the same table and are just loving each other no matter what their story is because they yeah. all have one. Absolutely. And it's, an, it's important, obviously, like you're never going to be able to, you know, please everybody and, and there's always going to be people on the, the other end. And that's why it's so important to kind of, you know, find a, a community or, or a group of people that, you know, um, where you can relate to and connect with and, 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 you know, be able to share those stories in an open way and not like feel like you're getting judged. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you, you know, kind of giving us some, some insight because that obviously, um, you know, really makes us admire you and, f- and feel for that, that, you know, you went through some, some times. Um, you, you, you had to do a lot of that on your own. Right. And, yeah. and you, you had to, uh, you know, really put your head down and make sure that, you know, you and your, your family were taken care of. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that was, I, I could understand that's, that's very tough to talk about in a uh, rough time. Right. And so maybe tell us a little bit, like, um, when things started to start looking up for you at that point and, um, what you found was really the reason that, you know, things started to really shift into a new direction. I really think, um, when I realized that I was strong enough to leave my corporate job, mm-hmm. you know, and I love, I mean, I still have great relationships there. I, I will always, and I, I carry the brand, you know, mm-hmm. I love, I, that's the, my hair color, you know, I love, yeah. I love the brand and without them, um, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I know that. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, I'm a very different person. Even from there, I put a lot of pressure on myself to mm-hmm. be more for somebody else. I put a lot yeah. of pressure on myself to show up for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I made sure everything was perfect for somebody else yeah. when all the while it was all perfect as it was, but mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, very tightly wound human, very uptight, very, um, stressed out. Um, and so when I really came to that decision to step outside and walk away, yeah. um, that's when my empowerment came and that's yeah. when I changed. And that was the first time I ever truly felt happiness, mm-hmm. a true happiness and bliss in my life. Yeah. And I think sometimes people put on a facade of what happy looks like. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and to me, I actually found my happy. Wow. And it, it was every day is a gift and um, to be able to step away from something and walk away from something. And, you know, my husband was very angry about it. You're, you're going to do what yeah. <laughs> you're, leaving, you're leaving all that corporate security. You're doing yeah. what, like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. I did. And I honored myself for the first time in my life. And it really, it really paid off. Mm-hmm. And I think when we can step into who we're meant to be without anybody else's opinion or judgment and mm-hmm. just allow everyone else to have that perspective, then we are honoring ourselves wholly. So yeah. by opening that salon and I, you know, I sat through enough classes and I taught enough people mm-hmm. that I could grow my own business and I did. That's awesome. So, yeah. You know, Wait, I, what, do you, what do you think? Like what, what made you like decide to, you know, realize that, um, you know, you really needed to kind of have that, that shift. Was there something like one thing in particular that like really um, made the difference for you? Um, in particular, cause you said like you kind of realized, you know, um, that you weren't, honoring yourself as much as you should have. And you were, you were trying to please others and things like that. Was there one thing in particular that was kind of like a slap to the face of like, wow, you know, made you realize it. Cause a lot of people, you know, uh, ha- have those feelings. And for those who, you know, maybe still don't even realize that they're, you know, not living life to the fullest and really, you know, taking advantage of, of what they can be doing, you know, to honor themselves and move forward. Um, like, 
what, what do you feel really helped you realize and want to make the change? I think for me, it was a compilation of things. The mm -hmm. last two and a half years, um, my average work week was 65, 70 hours. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I worked. Wow. And um, when I wasn't having panic attacks, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, I was basically on a lone bus and yeah. who knows who, who, who knows who will ever hear this, but this is my truth. <laughs> I'm just yeah. stating, stating that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I was, I am very much a rule follower and always mm -hmm. except when I drive. <laughs> yeah. So, I think we all have to break the rules of something. Right. <laughs> but I'm very much a rule follower. <laughs> I, I put a lot of, um, policies and procedures in yeah. place for things. And I remember my last review and um, it was not a good review. And I was shocked. You know, I was mean, I was hard to work with. I yeah. had to fight to get you this. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Yeah. It didn't resonate with me at all. It, mm -hmm. did not, it did not feel right. And I knew that was the first time I spoke my truth. That mm -hmm. was the first time I actually said, that's okay, I'm not gonna be here much longer. Yeah. Would that make you happy? Yes, that would make me happy. And mm -hmm. so, because that was the first time I actually spoke my truth. And I think, you know, our throat chakras right here, our little throats get so closed down because particularly as women, yeah. we're not allowed to speak our truth. Now, there's yeah. a very big difference between speaking truth in our, and from our heart perspective and speaking our ego mind. We, yeah. We're so good at being flippant. We can do we yeah. that shit all day, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to actually speaking the truth, that's a totally different ballgame. Oh, yeah. So me allowing myself to speak my truth for the first time in my life, like truly to somebody of power, right? She was my yeah. boss. She was my VP. Mm -hmm. and um, then realizing, you know what, I do have the power to change this. I'm in this situation and I have the power to change it. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I applied for Aveda. Um, I had four interviews with Aveda, mm -hmm. corporate, to be told no. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit balls, now what? You know, like, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, but I processed that in a day and that's when I just said, you know what? Show, I'm open and willing to receive the next thing, show yeah. me now. Mm -hmm. And then the salon suite came. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't a very long transition. So that was, um, I got the postcards in October and I opened my salon in March. Awesome. So, you know, it was nice and it was graceful because yeah. energetically that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to step into that power and embrace, embrace it all mm -hmm. and find your happy space, your authentic happy space, not yeah. what should be on paper or what's yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, um, <laughs> but to find that authentic happy place really um, is what shifted everything for me. Awesome. And so that's, that's really what made you want to, you know, make the, the jump and the move and, and to really like bet in all in on yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked about this before, you know, how, how important it is to, um, you know, it's so much more, you know, fulfilling to, to go all in on yourself rather than, you know, rely on that, that security or, you know, um, the whatever insurance you have from like a corporate job or something. Right. Like that. Um, and I had to make the same, you know, jump as well. Um, I was trying to um, launch our business at the same time that I was working a corporate job for um, a very, very successful firm. And uh, I could have, you know, had a very, you know, abundant career um, in that industry. But like, for me, uh, it wasn't what I was really passionate about and wanted to do. And so like, I had to do the same thing where I was like, you know, um, you'd be stupid to try to do two things at once, you know, um, a side hustle will always be a side hustle until you go all in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's super important to just like, I, I think commit first and figure the rest out later is the best advice that I've ever received. Um, and it, it's kind of, you know, given me, uh, my sense of direction in life is to, um, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well. Like, you know, you just have to really, you know, take a step back and kind of, you know, uh, get the thoughts out of your head, you know, maybe write them down and like figure out where you're actually going and like where you want to be. And like, are you on the right track right now to get there? Because uh, if not, you, you got to take the next bus, right? Um, and you need to be the driver. Um, and so I love that you kind of, you know, figure that all out. Um, but obviously it came from, um, you know, a little bit of a like step back, right? Mm -hmm. um, to really realize oh, yeah. you said you said you were like looking at like some re reviews and things like that. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about like how, um, like w what that meant for you? Like, was it, um, what were you, you said you were reading something that, that said a little bit about uh, what people had said about you, right? Um, how, how did that look? I'm trying to get a good feeling for like how you actually like perceive, perceive that. Does that make sense? Are you talking about the review I had at my job? Yes. Mm -hmm. It was just like a job review or was it? Um, yeah, it was a performance review. Okay. That's what I, that's yeah. what I was curious on. I didn't know if it was like um, yeah. people yeah. in the workplace or the high up actually reviewed the performance. So I'm not sure really how those all come about. Mm -hmm. All I know is that there were meetings and they would ask people questions about okay. um, employees and get feedback. And mm -hmm. then your review is based on a four star system. Okay. Uh, four stars, you get extra bonus and you get all these things. Most okay. people got threes and at, at, at a three, you could get um, a bump in your salary and bonus, but I got a two. Was this right? in the industry too? Um, mm -hmm. The corporate job? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who yeah. are you working with? If you don't mind me asking. So that was for TG corporate. Okay. TG corporate. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so like yeah. that kind of, I can see how that, <laughs> uh, that review kind of uh, could definitely shock you. Cause like sometimes like 
maybe you don't even realize that you're not enjoying what you're doing. You're not being yourself and things like that. Right. And I can tell like now what you're doing, you're definitely more, uh, open, you know, on yeah. the podcast and stuff. Like, do you just yeah. feel, um, that it was the right decision to make, you know, what's oh, going on, absolutely. on the right track? Yep. Absolutely. My brother, it's so funny that you say that my brother about once a year asks me, do you regret leaving mm -hmm. your corporate job? And I'm like, Nope. Not one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> Same here. Not one minute. <laughs> so I can relate to you on that. That's awesome though. So t tell us a little bit, um, you know, you, you, you launched into your own space um, at the salon, right? And that was in um, the Texas area. Um, and that was, um, how long ago did you make the shift um, from corporate to uh, where you're at? five now? and a half years ago. Five and a half years ago. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, you've been committed to it, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, just recently, um, and, and that's where you, you realize that you, you specialize in one thing, right? You said that was, um, uh, you focused on red hair, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's your thing. I love that. Uh, and we like to talk about that all the time, how important it is to find, you know, that one thing um, that you can specialize in and be the best at. Um, because that's why people are going to, you know, come to you is because you're very unique and significant. Uh, you, you give the best service, but also you're, you're the best in one space. So now, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure in your area and your clients know this, like if they know someone who's looking to go red, they go straight to Deanna, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And so, um, and then, so that's what you were kind of doing for about five years then, right? Uh, in your salon. Um, were you doing some other things uh, on the side as well? Tell us a little bit about like the retreats and stuff. And I know you have to run here in a bit, um, but I kind of wanted to get, you know, a good feel for all you're doing now and how yeah, yeah. that like jump, like evolved into doing more other things too. Well, I realized um, that first year in the salon that almost every client, literally almost every client that first year would come in and just pour their guts out and just bawl, yeah. cry and wail. And, crazy. You know, it was crazy. And I just was like, there's got to be something more I can do. Like, I want to help. Yeah. And so from that, um, we came up with Estrogen Fest. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've had a lot of men say, oh, well, why can't I come? Well, because <laughs> yeah. you know, we're dealing with women that have had sexual assault, that have mm -hmm. been battered, that have been, um, that have had abortions, that have yeah. had horrific molestations have had horrible things happen to them. And I say, wow. do you think that they would actually want to sit with you yeah. and discuss this stuff? And then it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I created a, another program called PEP um, personal empowerment program. That's a, mm -hmm. a 12 step, 12 week thing too, that anybody can sign up for. Okay. But Estrogen Fest as a whole is a retreat that um, gets us out of our comfort zone of being in home, um, working on your shift there and gets you out into nature. We go up to broken bow. Yes. It's always broken bow. I don't go anywhere mm -hmm. else. Where, where's broken bow? It is uh, about three and a half hours north into Oklahoma. Okay, awesome. And so Peterson. was this just you or did you have uh, some other people who were kind of the ones? I'm the only facilitator of that. Now the conference, uh, we do the conference. I'm thinking I'm still going to do it next year. I've done it once. Yeah. Um, the conference has multiple uh, speakers. Okay. So um, from that perspective, that's, that's a conference format. That's at the little hotel up here. Um, so from there, we can, we can bring in more ladies uh, for that. But mm -hmm. Estrogen Fest, it's just me. And that process is very interesting because I just energetically write and take notes down of, yeah. of stuff and then I build a program. Okay, so, awesome. Uh, I've got my April date out already. So uh, we're already taking seats for that, which is great. So awesome. April, we usually do in April and then sometime in the fall. Okay, awesome. And so that was really just a way for you to, uh, you realize that a lot of your, your clients were uh, struggling with some problems. And so you actually just created that entire program for that purpose, right? Mm -hmm. But what's funny is, is none of my clients have gone. Really? So it was no, ended up just because they, they end up coming for their therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, they just, I think it's hard. I think it's hard for some of them to oh, yeah. um, leave their children, leave their husband yeah. um, to really take care of themselves. So yeah. for them to just come into the space just to be is a big deal. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, and I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that they give me the opportunity to, to still be with them and, and show mm -hmm. up for them all the time. But, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. That's, that's very, that really does show the entrepreneur side of you that, you know, you, you solved the problem that ended up, you know, not necessarily working out for the people you wanted to solve it for, right. but it, it helped a lot of people. Right. Yes. So how long have you been doing estrogen fest? Four years. Four years. Awesome. And so yeah. is it like um, a community to be a part of for anyone who may be watching this? Um, yeah, there's a page on, um, on the Facebook for it's literally estrogen fest. And yeah. so it's got a pink Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> Can't miss it. Okay. So, awesome. um, yeah. Yeah. But it's wonderful. And, um, it makes, it makes you get a little uncomfortable in a good way. Okay. We're comfortable. We're growing. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's, it's just all about helping women shed all of that shit. And we've mm -hmm. got piles and mounds of it that we like to just roll around in sometimes. Yeah. It, it's, it's not so pleasant. So, yeah. you know, and it, what's interesting in all of it is, is it doesn't take a lot of time or energy to do the work, mm -hmm. but it's the mind fuck that makes you feel like it's a lot harder than it is. Yeah, so once you absolutely. actually just sit down and do it, it, it really, really is an amazing process. So. That's awesome. How did you like realize and, and learn how to kind of create all of that stuff? Was that just like, um, like the idea popped into your head, walk us through like how you actually developed estrogen test and like the, you know, what you'd be you know, doing through it, kind of the, the vision, like the vision for what you had for it at the time. So I literally, I literally just take notes yeah. in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, 
You do that as well. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just take the notes and I listen. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, okay, is this like, is it wrapped up? And then I build a program around that. When it first started, I mean, it's funny how much I've evolved and it's evolved. When it first started, it was a two-day program. Now it's a three-day. Okay. Um, sometimes there's an excursion. Sometimes there isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a contract that grows a little bit every year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, homework given two weeks in advance. And I give them two weeks because they need to process this stuff. And they need to be yeah. honest and real with themselves on what yeah. that's going to look like for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a fire. Mm-hmm. There's um, always a hot tub. And we're always in a high-end awesome. cabin. And so um, how it's evolved is each one is very different. There are a couple aspects that are always going to be there, mm-hmm. but each one, the topic is going to shift. Um, mm-hmm. Our latest one in September was um, shutting the shit given to us by our parents, belief systems mm-hmm. that were given to us by not only mother, but father. And so we included both because at first it was going to be all about mother issues, but then their da- ladies and daddies have their issues too. Yeah, of so, course. You know, we had to, we had to do that. And that one was probably one of the most powerful estrogen fests that we've had thus far. That's awesome. So um, I'm still building the program for April mm-hmm. and I'll probably build that up until probably February. Okay. Um, because it just, it's just little ideas that just, yeah. come. and I, um, I get a lot of, believe it or not, when I'm blow drying hair, it's very meditative for me. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of ideas when I'm blowing out hair and I'm like, just a minute. And I go, got to go and write it down. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's the way my mind works too. Like if I don't write something down, like immediately when it pops in my head, yes. I forget. And so I always yes. have to keep something handy. But yes. that's awesome. So like how often do you do these um, throughout the year? Is it, is it twice? Twice, twice yes. a year. Okay. Spring and fall. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's really cool. I, um, I, I didn't even really know too much about that. I know we talked about it a little bit. Um, and so like that, that's awesome that you were able to kind of focus on, you know, that, um, and now the podcast too. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how you, you, um, and I, I know you got to run here in a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit like how you, um, were able to kind of, you know, get your foundation built in your salon. So you could focus on those other things. Um, I think, I think for me, I committed to myself that I would never work corporate hours again. Mm-hmm. When I started the salon, I started it with, um, I was going to bend over backwards to get clients in. And I realized what I was doing to myself and I realized that I wasn't doing it right. Mm-hmm. And that probably happened for the first couple of months. And then I had to honor my hours. Yeah. So now I may stay late on a Tuesday or Thursday night, but my days don't shift. Um, unless I'm doing a maternity leave for somebody, which yeah. is coming up. She's coming on maternity leave. So I'll be working Mondays for her. But, um, but for me, it was about honoring that time and space yeah. and sticking to it. And mm-hmm. I have to, um, very much do that. So like even for next year, like I book my clients out a year in advance. Mm-hmm. And so that way it allots me. Okay. So any vacation times that we may have, I know really, I, yeah. I know a lot in advance. Like Estrogen yeah. Fest is already booked for next year. It's done. That's right? crazy. So, you things booked like out, that, so you're booked out right now, like a year in advance. For most of my clients. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, like a lot of people are scared to even book out a month or two in advance or don't know how, like how well, are you able to, to get you that? You know, this is what I said to them. If you like your time and space, yeah. let's book it through the year. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And they were like, okay, so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it did two things. It created consistency. Um, I love when people are like, oh, I'm dead in January. Well, you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So well, when it's you're just that time of the year. Out, <laughs> right. When you're yeah. booking them out, you're always going to have business. Mm-hmm. I probably have two weeks, two to three weeks a year mm-hmm. that are not spectacular. Yeah. Um, but that's in a year. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. You got some time to <laughs> figure to that out. a little too. bit. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing was, um, this is some of the best advice I was ever given. When you have downtime, take it. Mm-hmm. Don't freak out about it. Don't panic. Don't stress it. Allow yourself that time to yeah. have it and just be with it. So if I have a magical opening because somebody had a last minute life crisis or whatever, yeah. I'll throw it out there to the wind. If it books great, if it doesn't, I allow myself a little extra time. Yeah. So we don't always have that, that, um, when you're starting a business, you need to book like you're already busy. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you're, when you're, and this is the one thing I always want to give them two options, mm-hmm. right? An AM and a PM or whatever you want to look at. And then that's it. If you give them too yeah. many options, then it looks like you're not busy and they're not yeah. going to value your time as much. That's so true. And I never discounted. Yeah. I never, I never said, I never did the group on thing. Not that anything's mm-hmm. wrong with that, but I didn't. And so I did other things. I did, um, gift with purchase. I did, um, add on services. I did Mm -hmm. other things, bring a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. let's have, let's have wine night and and we'll do hair and it'll be fun. I don't just, you know, I don't drink though. (laughs) Uh, I may cuss like a sailor, but I don't drink. (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I did certain things that, that was very successful. So by booking through the year, it created the consistency, but it doesn't give you a lot of flexibility for new clients if you are still building. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I have new clients, I put them on my magical wait list and mm-hmm. they will always get in. And then once they're in, then they're in. 
Okay. So, and there's and always, how'd you, how'd you get enough clients to be able to do that? What, what do you feel worked best for you? Gosh, I think just doing those things, just being consistent, yeah. right? I always pre-book. Mm -hmm. I never give my clients really the option not to, mm -hmm. um, because to me, if they like to, if they want to come in, that's what mm -hmm. they should do. Now I book some of them only two or three months out because of, um, their particular schedules or they get a little nervous yeah. and I'm like, dude, you know, you're going to be here. So let's just book you out. Yeah. So, you know, Great I've got, yeah. I've got, um, I probably have 65% of my clients right now booked through 2019. Really? That's so, that's so and awesome. Then, and how do they find you usually? I have one awesome cheerleader. Um, I get a lot of them from her. Um, but then I have people just, um, who find me through other friends, referrals. I think the number one thing is referrals. I've done yeah. the booths on the Facebook. Mm -hmm. I don't find them to be uh, lucrative. Yeah. It may grow my page, but I don't think I've ever received one client out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of sponsors. I sponsor a lot of different things. Um, again, I think that's more about awareness than actually yeah. getting clients. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it's about being consistent. So I'm always, I always show up in people's lives in other ways. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I get a client out of it. Awesome. So, so it's more like organic than everything for you. You're just doing the right things every day. Um, yeah. And we've talked about that before, how important that is. Like, you know, make a list of things that you got to get done every single day. And yep. if you do those every day, you know, you're going to be successful, but you also know that if you don't do them, you're going to, you know, run the risk of, of screwing yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. So awesome. Um, well, as we wrap up here, I know, um, obviously like right now your, your main focus is on, um, growing the podcast and, yep. you know, um, putting yourself in a position to kind of get out of behind the chair. Is that correct? Um, or is that something you want to still Essentially, I, I love my clients though. Yeah. I love it. They're all, yeah. they're all freaking out over this podcast yeah. and I'm dying yeah. laughing. I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, you know, I love what I do and um, I've never looked at it as a job, mm -hmm. but to be able to take it to the next level, I think would be awesome. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. And that's the good thing too. Like once you kind of, uh, you know, put yourself in the position when you have like ideal clients and things like that, where you love it, you know, uh, you, you can still, you know, keep those clients, but still have the time to do other things. Right. right. And that's what like really uh, intrigued me to you is you've kind of gotten yourself in that position that mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're doing multiple things outside of, um, you know, being behind the chair, but you're behind the chair still because you enjoy yeah. those clients. Right. I love it. Um, so that's awesome. So, so tell us like what your plan is for the podcast right now. Um, and how long it's actually been in action. Tell us about just real quickly. All fucks. Welcome. Give us a quick, uh, so right now we're in the recording phase. So okay. we are recording the fourth one, I think today awesome. so on all of our socials. You can watch the behind the scenes stuff. You can watch some of the live recordings. Um, mid November before Thanksgiving is the, is the date I'm looking for somewhere in there to actually drop on our podcast forum formats, awesome. um, get the edits done and get those out there. We're also doing yeah. video. So we're going to do all the video platforms as well. So really, really excited about that. And just That's raising cool. consciousness, raising awareness and raising, yeah. uh, Raising the whole mindset of yeah. we need to give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> we absolutely do. <laughs> what, who, who do you like uh, try to target to be on your, your show right now? You know, what's interesting is um, when we look at it, it's, it's fascinating. We have, a, we have such a broad range of people that have been listening. Mm -hmm. We've got some very, very conservative people. Yeah. Um, we've got people that are in their 60s, 70s watching, which mm -hmm. I think is very That's interesting. Funny. <laughs> I know. And then we've got a lot of um, 20s, 30s. So... Mm -hmm. A um, little bit of both, you know, okay. I'm yeah. literally all over the place with it, which I find very, very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I have uh, some of our friends do reining horses and there's a lot of people in the horse community mm -hmm. that are watching, which That's is crazy. crazy to me. Yes, yeah. I love it. But it's, it's people really, all over the place. Yeah, all over, mm -hmm. all over. And, and who yeah. do you usually have like on the show to talk with you? Who do you, who do you shoot for for interviews? Um, They're all very different. Yeah. Do you reach out to them um, mm -hmm. to kind of, you, you kind of choose who you want on the show? I do. Yeah. Okay. And then I've had people, I would throw it out there. Who wants to be on the podcast? Let's talk. Mm -hmm. So right now I've got people booked through December. Awesome. Which is great. Cause we, yeah. we only record on Mondays. Okay. Um, so right now we're, we're booked. Um, but I mean, it's, it's always, we're always going to have somebody. There's always yeah. going to be room. Well, hey, you, you got an opening. I'd love to see how you're doing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, let me check it and I'll look at it. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to kind of see you in that environment too, because uh, um, I know that, you know, obviously this is a little bit different um, than, than how, the way that you would normally act on your own mm -hmm. show, right? So mm -hmm. um, I'd love to, you know, kind of see you in your, in your own little realm, things like that. Well, and what's neat is we're actually looking at, it's a conversation I've got to have with Craig is mm -hmm. our virtual guests how we're going to do that because I've got so many people that want to be on the show that don't yeah. live here. Yeah. So um, a lot of my hairdressing community don't live here. And mm -hmm. so we've got to, we've got to figure, figure this out. So yeah. I'm going to leave that up to him because yeah. <laughs> that's what he's good at. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like th you, you've definitely got a good plan for it. You, you know, yeah. what you're already attracting people, right? How are you getting attention for it right now? You know, we're just sharing it. And what's funny is I've done some sponsored ads through Facebook for it and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I get, I get more 
page likes through my guests sharing it than I do yeah. through the sponsored ads. And I think, yeah. you know, that those are, you know, that's a hit and miss sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny because they didn't want to post my last promotion on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why aren't you posting? And I know it's because yeah. the name that they already posted one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be pretty so, tricky. You obviously like have to have your strategy and structure behind it. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people like give up on those things just because they try to boost it. It doesn't work right away. Yeah. Um, but like there, there's ways that I think make it work for it. Maybe we could talk more about that too because that's something yeah. that we're uh, looking into. And for those who are watching, like we, uh, we just launched like our first um, uh, podcast platform too uh, yeah. to house these interviews as well. Um, and it's like, it's been pretty awesome because uh, you, you can, um, there, there's like ways of getting, you know, your message and, and your interviews out there in like a mass format on right. that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily like ever want to take the time to posting it individually on all these other ones. Right, like, right. So like you can really like take, you know, if you get just a little bit of interactions or someone that, you know, maybe really likes, you know, the things that you say or the people you're talking to uh, and something's memorable um, on the show, you know, they'd be more likely to, you know, should one, it'll, all it takes is a couple, you know, right people to like, well, share. and I've got a lot of bloggers in my life. That so too, yeah. I, I really, <laughs> really want to reach out to them and yeah. see if they won't. And I've talked to one, but I think she's just very busy. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I know what yeah. I need for coffee. And then, mm -hmm crickets but because yeah. she's, she's a mom too yeah. so she's she's a mompreneur <laughs> yeah that's a double full-time job <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well uh, awesome uh, i i love you know i've listened to a couple of the podcasts and stuff uh, or at least what you post on your page and stuff so um, i'm really interested in, and excited to see kind of how that all plays out for you and um, thank you i know you've uh, you've definitely got a, a lot of uh, you know inside wisdom to share um, and I know like it, it all comes like, you know, what we already talked about, you know, um, it, it comes from within, right. And it, it does from with like having, you know, a connection, you know, internally with yourself to be able to, you know, help or even relate to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I've had a lot of people on, uh, these interviews who even like, they, they're like, you know, man, like, uh, you know, we, we talked about a lot, like I didn't talk about some of those things before, like I've never even told anyone some of those things. Right. Wow, it, yeah. It's like, you know, an ability to ask like the right questions. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to, you know, dig deep and, and, and really realize, you know, what's happened in your past that's brought you to where you're at. But, um, you know, when you can kind of you know, like use those stories and even, you know, perfect them, like I've even taken some of the things that like, I don't share with anybody and like write them down in a way that like actually shares the story. And I'm like, wow, I can't, I, like, I've been pushing this out of my, my head for so long that like, um, it's crazy. Like I never talk about this ever. And you know, when I start talking about it, people connect with me more and, and, and they want to open up too. And so, um, I love that. Um, that's kind of, you know, what your focus is and what you're trying to do is, you know, give people to give a fuck, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, actually, you know, care about what's going on, especially, you know, internally and externally and, um, being able to really, you know, help and relate to others and things mm -hmm. like that. So I'm super excited to see, you know, what's in store for you. And, um, I'd love to, you know, maybe be featured on your show if you got a spot for me awesome, <laughs> I'd love to see in that environment and stuff like that. But, um, uh, real great. quick, if you could tell people where to find you, um, and, uh, it, for those who may be watching and, uh, maybe want to listen to you or see what you're all about, where could they find awesome. you? We have, um, all fucks welcome F U X podcast on Facebook. We've got all fucks welcome on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the website is www.allfuckswelcome.com. And uh, I'm Deanna Merrill, and so you can find me also. And so, yeah, I, I awesome. hope to uh, hear from any of you. Oh, and there's Estrogen Fest, too, if you ever yeah. want to <laughs> come to a lady retreat mm -hmm. with, with, with power. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's one to go to. And a lot of my hairdressing yeah. friends actually go to that. So awesome. I love good. that. All right, last thing. Uh, what's one tip or uh, insightful um, thing that you've, you've maybe learned that you'd like to share with people that you think would be um, helpful for them? Just one major um, tip. Get out of your own way. Yeah. You've got to get out of your own way. The mindfuck is real. And it's an illusion and it's temporary. So the second you can actually get out of your own way and breathe and quit trying and working on and just doing, you'll be a highly successful person. I love that. And, and you're the proof for it, right? <laughs> I, I do walk my walk. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm super impressed. Thank you so much for opening up.